we're glad you're here, and for those who are online, we're glad you're with us this morning as well. We're going to be turning to John 10, 1 Kings 19, and uh, let me just say this. Back to School Marketplace has a meeting right after this service, uh, back in the, some room back there, okay, <laughs> someplace. But uh, Back to School Marketplace is this Saturday, so just want to encourage you to be part of that as well. So... Um, we've been in a series that we started a few weeks back called uh, Answering a Question, How Do I Know? And the first week we talked about how do I know there is a God, and uh, we did that for a couple weeks. And then we talked about how do I know the Bible is reliable, a couple weeks on that one. And then last week and this week we're on how do I know God's voice? And so let's lift up our Bibles, smartphones, iPads, whatever you have your Bible on, let's make our prayer Declaration together, say this with me. This is my Bible, God's holy word. This book is alive and it's powerful. I read other books, but this is the only book that reads me. There are many opinions, but this is the only opinion that counts. Today, I declare by faith, I can do all it says I can do. I can be all it says I can be. And I can have all it says I can have. Today, I ask the Lord Jesus, the living word, to take his written word and personalize it for my life so I can leave here changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 10, verses 3 through 5 say this. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. So these verses are telling us God has a voice, even today, many, many churches have taught or denominations have taught that God quit speaking after the first hundred years of the church. But I can tell you, 2,000 years later, he's still speaking and he knows your name. Okay. Now, last week was about settling in your heart that God has a voice, that you can learn it and you can mature in it. Today, I want to give you the why and how God speaks. So first, let me give you on your notes, three reasons why God wants to speak to us. Here's the first one. God speaks to facilitate friendship. Exodus 33:11 says, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. I don't know about you, but I long to speak face to face with God, and we can do that. You and I need to know that God wants to be our friend and wants us to be his friend, and friendship is always a safe place to go if you have a good friend. You can count on them. Good friends make themselves available to just hang out. It doesn't have to be just glad to be with your friend. Uh, good friends listen, and good friends can be trusted. God speaks to show you things that no one else knows. That's what friendship is all about. Secondly, God speaks to give guidance and uh, God sees dangers, and he sees roads that we shouldn't take, but sometimes want to take. The tension with guidance is that 
If he is guiding you away from something you're already doing, you're probably not going to agree with it uh, because you probably wouldn't be doing it if you didn't want to be doing it. And if you think it was right, the right direction, you just want to keep going. But somehow God tells you this is not the way to go. And you need to know our God sees the end from the beginning. He sees it all. And our God has a perspective of things and he guides us and he leads us. And God is saying, I, I, I don't want you to go over there. You need to stay uh, or, or stay right here or go over this way. And when you get in that posture, posture in this posture where you, where you I've, I've been dealing with people lately that they just want to marry somebody that they should not marry. And they don't like hearing from Pastor Doug, you shouldn't go there. Maybe that's not Pastor Doug. Maybe that's the Holy Spirit. But you, you got to get past the human vessel to say it's God speaking to you. And here's one of the things I always ask myself. If somebody's saying something to me that I don't like hearing, I'll ask myself this question. Is there any truth in what they're telling me? If there is, I'm going to look at the truth and go with that. Sometimes God speaks audibly, but more often than not, he speaks in a frequency that is not audible for the human ear, but he's still speaking just the same. So the human voice, just a few things that you need to know. The human voice has a range in terms of frequency that ranges from 85 hertz to 2,500 hertz. And it would be a rare person that could take it to 2,500 hertz. But maybe some of your husbands or wives can go there. I don't know. But uh, it's kind of a narrow range for the human voice. On the other hand, the human ear can go from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. Anything below 20 hertz is called infrasonic. That is to say, you can't hear the sound with your ear, but it's still a sound in a lower frequency. Uh, Infrasonic sound does have an effect on us, though. It can cause, if it's going off, which it is most of the time, it can cause headaches if your ears are sensitive like that. Infrasonic sound is also used to predict predict volcanic eruptions, and scientists also use this frequency to predict earthquakes uh, as well. Anything above 20,000 hertz is called ultrasonic, and these sound waves can't be heard by the human ear as well. Uh, And and ultrasonic sound can do a lot of different things. So uh, these sound waves can crush kidney stones. Ultrasonic sound can help you see the unborn baby uh, in the womb. Ultrasonic sound, uh, called ultrasound basically, can heal damaged tissue. And ultrasonic sound can topple buildings. And the reason I tell you all that is because uh, God speaks in a variety of different ways to keep us on track. And I think often God speaks in infrasonic sound and ultrasonic sound and in other words, in, in areas where our ears are not trained to hear, but he's still speaking just the same. Look at this verse, Proverbs 3, 6. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. And what I'm trying to do is give you reasons for God being able to speak and why he's trying to talk to you. 
And you need to know this. He's a good father, a good, good God, and he wants to see you through uh, all the things in your life, not just a few, all right? So, and especially things we cannot see. Here's the third one. God speaks to provide perspective. And what happens is many times is we can lose perspective because we are focusing on things that we see. And uh, if you're seeing things, just so you know this, not everything that you see or are seeing is what is going on. Not everything we see in the natural is what really is. There's another dynamic going on, to, not to mention the eternal dynamic that's going on. And God has both perspectives at the same time. So God is wanting to unveil some things to us in the realm that God uh, lives in, in the supernatural realm. How many know we can't see it, but it's still happening? And 1 Corinthians 2.9 says this, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined the things that God has prepared or God has in store for those who love him. In other words, it's only going to be perceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's why 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this, for we walk by faith and not by sight. God wants us to learn to walk by things that even though we see the things on the surface, we're not paying, we're, we're listening more to what's in the spirit. Another way to say it is this, God puts listening ahead of looking. Let me say it again. God puts listening ahead of looking. So God wants us to live our lives, <clears throat> not just, let's clear my throat. <clears throat> Thank you. You're so kind. <clears throat> God wants us to live our lives not just by what we see, but learn to live by what the Holy Spirit is saying to each of us. And I heard a story not too long ago about a college team, football team, that was losing badly. And the fans, though, in the stands were cheering even though they were playing badly. And uh, they were cheering like they were winning. So every, every time this team had a bad play, the fans in the stand were going, wow, woo-hoo, woo-hoo, and going crazy. And it confused the players. I mean, that's confusing. And the story, as I heard it, is that the city's baseball team was playing in the World Series at the same time the football game was being played. So a lot of fans had earbuds in their ears listening to the World Series. And every time the baseball team got a hit or a, a run or a home run, the crowd would cheer. And the crowd was looking at defeat. Here's what I want you to see. But they were listening to victory. They were looking at the field, but they were hearing something in the supernatural, sound waves that no one else could hear or see. They were looking at one realm, but they were listening to another realm, and they were responding to what they were hearing and not what they were seeing. And I believe God would love to see his church respond to what they're hearing and not what they're seeing. I mean, folks, we have all sorts of weird things going on around us these days. I've never, 87,000 new IRS agents. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I have a lot that I could say about that, but I'm not going to. 
But I am just saying this. We need, you need to know, you and I were born in a generation such as this, for such a time as this, placed in a local church like this to make a difference for a generation that's going, I have no idea what's going on. What's with that? And we're here to say, listen, it's not by what you see, it's by what you hear in the power of the Holy Spirit. So stand strong, stay awake, because the church is the hope of the world. So God speaks to us for friendship, guidance, and gives us perspective. Now, God speaks in a lot of ways. He can speak through uh, pain, circumstances, disasters, his word, through friends, all those kind of things. But one of the ways God uses his voice most, I think, and, and I believe he's doing it in these days, but a lot of us are not recognizing that this voice is going off, and that's the whispers of God. That's what he does. He speaks through whispers. So to help you understand what the whispers look like, there's a great story in 1 Kings 18 and 19. <clears throat> we'll just read from 1 Kings 19, but 1 Kings 18 is where Elijah confronts uh, King Ahab and his wife Jezebel and the prophets of Baal. And as he goes up and confronts them, uh, God honors his stand for the kingdom of God over this ungodly kingdom. And God brings down fire from heaven, shows his power, and uh, takes care of the prophets of Baal. And so <clears throat> Elijah's feeling pretty good about God showing up. But then Jezebel shows up by uh, sending a message to Elijah <clears throat> saying, Elijah, if, if I can, I'm going to kill you by tomorrow. You're going to be dead. Well, Elijah got a little, it's funny to me. He wasn't scared of seven or prophets of Baal, but one lady speaks up and he's, he's out of there. I can relate to the guy a little bit. <clears throat> First, my wife's not here. I'm telling you, sometimes when she speaks up, I'm out of there. No, First Kings 19, okay. Verse 11 and 12, it says this. God comes to speak to Elijah while he's hiding out. And the Lord said, by the way, God will find you wherever you're at. He says, he says to Elijah, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. By the way, this is the same mountain that Moses received the Ten Commandments on. I think he went there because he was thinking, God spoke to Moses, he'll certainly speak to me. So he, but he didn't speak to him in the same way. So after the wind, was there, uh, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a what? Gentle whisper. Some translations say a still small voice. And what I want us to learn today is to recognize and discern the whispers of God because I believe he's doing it far more than we realize. So I, I want to give you four areas. There's many more areas than this that God whispers in, but here's four. Here's the first one. He whispers encouragement. And I think the Holy Spirit is encouraging us all today. He's coming to you to tell you, no matter how many negative things are going on in your life, no matter how many negative things you, you see and hear around you in the natural, I'm here to tell you this today uh, in Romans 8, 16. The Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our heart. And what does he say? He tells us that we are God's children. And I want you to know, no matter what goes on in this world, <clears throat> you can count on this. You are God's kid. You're God's child. 
And he's telling us as, as believers, you are my kids and you are in my family and I'm here to take care of you. Isaiah 55, three says this, pay attention, come close now. So in a whisper, you don't stand back, you stand close if they're whispering and you want to hear what they are saying so that you get close and lean in in that whisper. So he says, come close now. And then he says, listen carefully. My life-giving, life-nourishing words, I'm making a lasting covenant commitment with you, the same that I made with David, sure, solid, enduring love. You can count on God. He's saying this, listen, I want you to know you're one of my kids. I've got a covenant with you. I'm going to be with you no matter what comes your way. And I love this because my kids and my grandkids and all of you are not so lovable all the time. Now that I am, but I mean, you <laughs> listen, when they mess up, they mess up. But I never say to them, oh, gee, you're not my grandkid anymore. You're not my kid anymore. No, I say, I love you all the more. I, and I want you to know this. Nothing can stop me from chasing any of you down or my grandkids or my kids. I will chase you until I find you and shake you a little bit and say, come on, get it right. We can do this. Go after God. Listen, God knows what you did yesterday. He knows what you did last night. And if you did something bad, I'm just pleased that you're here. <laughs> Come on. He's saying, listen, you're able to work through forgiveness, God's grace, and he's whispering encouragement and love to you right now. And he's saying, no matter what, I can forgive you and I can get you back on track. All right? So he doesn't look at the lens or through the lens of your mistakes. He looks at you through the lens of how he created you to be, all right? Now, here's number two. He whispers warnings. That is what we call, uh, this is kind of Christianese, but it's called a check in your spirit. So uh, you might be ready to make a decision that's going to take you in a direction that will take you off course, and you might have this gentle whisper go off inside of you that says, I wouldn't go there. <clears throat> My uh, wife's cousin, Brian McGregor, told me the story. He's a, he's a runner, and uh, they were running out to Wisconsin logging roads, and as they were running, they got off course, and it was getting darker and later, and, and so they couldn't find their way out. And as uh, they got to this fork in the road, w one went to the left, one went to the right, and one had a a gate across the road. And uh, his friends started going down the road that had, didn't have the gate. And Brian said, stop. And the guy said, what? He goes, the Lord just told me we're supposed to go through this gate. Now, this guy wasn't a believer. <laughs> and he turned and said, God said what? <laughs> and Brian goes, I'm telling you, God told me we're supposed to go through that gate. That guy goes, we didn't have a gate when we came out here. Why would we go down through that gate? He said, I don't know, but I know this. God told me to go through the gate. And the guy said, well, I don't know about that. I said, well, I'm going through the gate. You can follow me or not. <clears throat> so he followed him, and guess what? Within a quarter mile, they were at the, at the main road. And they found a car, gave me a ride back to town, and they were okay. But I'm telling you, listen to God's warnings and do what he says. And if you do what he says, you will be able to stay on course and stay on track. Acts 16, 6 through 7. 
they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Preaching the word should always be the right thing, right? But in this case, it wasn't. And then uh, after they come to Messiah and they tried to go to Bithynia, uh, but the Spirit did not permit them because they would, their lives would have been, they would have lost their lives. So sometimes it's not even right to preach the gospel in a certain place, even though you feel called, the Spirit forbid them. And that's what, exactly what happened to Brian and his friend. God's warnings can come in through thoughts and a thought that whispers. He'll say something like this. Don't do it. Or he'll say something like this. It's time to stop the secrets. Or he'll say, you can't live this Christian life by yourself. That's why we need small groups. And I'm telling you, as the last days keep coming here and we're approaching them, we are in the last days in my book. And since we're there, you need to be in small groups. You need to be in fellowship. You need to know you can't do this Christian life by yourself. That's when you can tell others, not in mixed company, but males with males, females with females, and you say to them, I'm not, I'm not the person everyone thinks I am. That's when you can say, I need help. And whatever it is, I'm looking at things on the internet I shouldn't be looking. When I travel, I, 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 I go to places I shouldn't go. Would you call me and just check on me and make sure I'm okay? Whatever you're doing, you need that kind of relationship. You need that kind of friendship, not only with God, but with the body of Christ. James 5.16 says, if we confess our faults to one another and pray for each other, we will be healed. And God will do that. Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So he stands behind you and he says, this is the way to go. Go this way over here. Whoops, go this way over here. But you get a sensitivity to his voice. Here's a third one. He whispers direction. Some of you are trying to make a decision about a job, a move, or who to date or who to marry. And the secret to hearing his whisper is one that I believe everyone needs to do, and that is ask God for directions. My wife and I, in our early years of marriage, before Siri came on the phone, we would be driving, and, and she would say, do you think maybe we could stop and ask for directions? And I'd say, no, I think I can get us there. The next thing you know, we're 15 miles off someplace. I remember going over to Yakima thinking I knew how to get over White Pass. Took the wrong turn, and uh, I, I was on my way to Spokane, I think. I don't know. Anyway, she said, do you think we could stop now and ask for directions? Yes, we can. I'm just telling you, ask God for directions. When Jesus was being dedicated as a baby in the temple, there was this guy named Simeon, and this is what it says about him in Luke 2.27. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. In other words, he had such a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. He knew the invisible or the, the sounds that we can't hear in our natural, and he knew that God led him by and moved him by the Spirit. And Paul, in the same way, uh, was moved to go to Ephesus or go to Jerusalem from Ephesus even though he knew he might be arrested. And this is what it says in Acts 
2022. And now compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. And that word compelled means to be forced to a particular course of action. No matter how you resist, how much you resist, you can't shake off that inner voice of the Holy Spirit saying, don't do this or go here. And he, it's like he forces you to do it if you're in communion with him. It compels you. And uh, when I was in my first year of college and I was seeking the Lord about staying in a relationship with Lois or breaking it off because I, I didn't want to keep going with someone uh, if I knew I wasn't going to marry them. So I kept asking Jesus, do I break this off or do I stay in this relationship and pursue marriage? And after uh, several months of pursuing the Lord in this question, I came home from work uh, in the summer, it was around in July, and it was a hot day, kind of like today. I came in from graveyard, went upstairs and shut the drapes. Uh, nobody, does anybody know what drapes are? Okay, they're, they're, they're cloth over the windows, what they, they are. We, you guys grow, anyway, never mind. Anyway, so <clears throat> there were slats on this window, and I opened up this window and went to bed. It's about 8 in the morning, about 2 in the afternoon. All I can remember is I saw the, the curtains part, and this wind came in and stood over my face in a human form. I couldn't see his face, but... I saw him bend over, and I heard him say to me these words, and I could feel his breath on my face. And he said, Lois is the woman I've chosen for you to marry. And then he said, it won't be easy. (laughs) And the next thing I know, the wind goes out the window. And I wake up and I thought maybe I made it up, but tears were streaming down my face. It was a vision, it was real or whatever. But I, I, I've told, I'm convinced of this. To this day, if I had not heard the whisper of God for our marriage and our future, I'm sure we would not be married today. And Lois has told me a few times, or I've, I said, I'm not leaving this marriage no matter what, I'm not leaving. I heard from God, I know I'm supposed to be married to you. And then she'll say something like this. Well, he didn't tell me. <laughs> Thank God for his gentle whisper in direction. Here's the last one. <clears throat> Let's clear my throat again. <clears throat> that brought something up there. I don't know what it is. Anyway, he whispers dreams. And uh, <clears throat> this is when God puts something inside of you that you never dreamed could be there or that you never dreamed you could do. God puts dreams inside of his kids and that's what parents do. I remember my parents telling me at an early age and Sunday school teachers and pastors and uh, preachers and all those teachers telling me there's a call of God on your life and God's going to use you. And it's like, yeah, okay. You you, You don't see it in yourself. But all of a sudden you begin to believe what people say about your life. And I remember coming and seeing this building and it was a week after I'd had a big change in my life, saying to Lois, yeah, you know, maybe, pointing right here at this building, saying, you know, maybe, just maybe, that could be a church someday. And then all of a sudden, a year later, here we were making a deal with the Aberdeen School District. We got this building. I remember dreaming to own this building. And for six years, we leased this thing. And, and I believed that God was going to give us something 
permanently. And, uh, and then he did. In the seventh year, we got this, got this building. I remember the dream of having a great city kids ministry and a great youth ministry and youth pastors and, and great worship. And people would walk into this place and sense the presence of God the moment they walked in. And like Donya said, you may not have ever experienced that before, but I'm telling you, it's the presence and the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. I remember dreaming of seeing this place filled to capacity and having multiple services, people coming to know Jesus every week. And I just want you to know, our attendance is higher this summer than it's ever been. You guys are amazing. It's really fun to watch. I remember the dream of a foyer and a coffee bar and a connection center. You know, those are, and for those of you who are brand new here and coming just the last few years, you kind of take that for granted. But I'm telling you, when we started this place, metal chairs, basketball hoops, a tiger on the wall that we were not allowed to move, all those kinds. And we just look back and say, oh, God, you're so good. You're amazing. I remember the dream of wanting to send out mission teams all over the nations, and now we're going to Uganda, and we've been to Mexico, and we got others going on. I think I'm going to Bulgaria this year again, so you know, just, I've been to probably 20, 25 nations, maybe more, and I just want you to know, every one of you need to take a mission trip. Go to Mexico, bless this orphanage, and be part of what God's doing. I love that God whispers dreams and visions. Look at this, these verses, Job 33, 14 through 15. For God speaks again and again. He speaks in dreams and in visions of the night. Like I told the first service, I don't have many dreams. I've had a couple dreams that I might share here in a couple weeks, but, but I, I don't have a lot of dreams. Most of my dreams are, are weird dreams, you know, like, like I'm Jack Reacher trying to save the world or something, you know. That, that's kind of my, my dream. I'm always the hero in the movie. My wife said, you don't look quite like he does. You know? <laughs> but I, I just know this, that God is speaking through dreams and visions. And by the way, like I said, we're in the last days. Look what it says here in Acts 2.17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And I believe in these days, God's telling us, I'm gonna pour out something inside of you. I'm gonna put a dream inside of you, a vision inside of you. I'm gonna allow it to come out as prophecy to others. In the midst of all the madness that's going on in the world, I'm telling you, God is speaking and he wants to use you in this time. All right, now, I know this, that God's speaking to all of us in different ways. But tonight, or tonight, today, he's saying to you, maybe it's time to go all in. It's time to quit riding the fence. It's time to, to, to quit making excuses. I love the fact that Jesse said, okay, God, I'll go to Mexico. It's not my choice, but if you're telling me, I'm gonna obey your voice and I'm going to Mexico. I love that. I, I think he's whispering to some of us, give me your best. Don't give me your leftovers. It's time to serve with the gifts I've given you and make a difference in the four walls, outside the four walls, so others can know the goodness of God. I believe this. You need to know he's speaking to all this to all of us. You can make a difference. 
That's why we, we have KFDM here. It's like a call, our call letters. No Christ, no Jesus, no God. That's the K. And then F is find freedom. God wants every person here to get rid of the strongholds that have been captivating your life. And he knows he can help you find freedom because they know the truth. It'll set you free. And that alcohol, the addictions to drugs, uh, the addiction to pornography, all those kind of things will go off your life. And once you find freedom, then you can get your gifts and discover your gifts, your, your purpose. And then make a difference with what God gave you with your life, all right? So position yourself to hear from God. Now, I just believe with all my heart today that God's trying to speak to this church. Position yourself to hear his voice. Get yourself in the right place. Let's stand. You know why I hesitated? Because I have so many more things on my notes. <laughs> and I felt the Holy Spirit say, stop. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Some of you walked in here this morning. You're here. Some of you are online and you turned it on. And you need to hear God's voice. Some of you are going through some really tough times. And God's here to tell you this morning. He's here to encourage you. He's here to tell you, you're one of my kids. He's here to tell you, I'm going to resurrect dreams. And if you, dreams that are dead, I'm going to bring back to life again. Dreams that you, that you uh, maybe never had, I'm going to give new dreams to you. He's whispering you to, to many of you today, though. It's time to go all in. And maybe you've been a Christian, but you're not walking with the Lord today. And God's saying to you, it's time to come back and go all in. Maybe you've never known the Lord, and he's telling you today, I'm telling you, it's time to go all in and give me your all. And if that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in just a moment. But I want you to know this. His whisper is back coming to you, but it's time for you to whisper back to him and say, God, I want you to know I need you today. I just whisper to you, Lord, I need you as my Savior. And I'm so glad you died on my behalf. If that's you this morning, would you just raise your hand right now and say, that's me. I need Christ. I need Jesus. I need to come back to him with all my heart. I see one, two, three, four. Keep them up. Five, six, seven, and more. Eight. Any more? Okay, come on. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Let's uh, say this prayer together. Here's what happens when you, when you come to this church. You're not just giving your life to Jesus. You're coming into the family of God. We want to help you grow. You're not doing this alone. We're doing it together, okay? Say this prayer with me. Father God, thank you for loving me so much that you sent your son, Jesus, to die in my place. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of all my sins all my mistakes and all my failures come into my life and be my savior my lord my boss my friend and my king and by your grace and by your power i will serve you for the rest of my life in jesus name amen let's give the lord a big hand for every one of those folks now we're just going to take a few more minutes if i can have 
prayer people come on up here we want to help you this morning uh, or this afternoon now if, uh, to go on with God if you gave your life to Christ the Bible says tell me it says confess it before men and I'll confess it before my father that's what Jesus said if you need healing if you need restoration in your marriage if you need finances whatever it might be restoration in a relationship a friendship whatever it might be come and get prayer as we take a few minutes to worship God